You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week we are talking about Marvel TV series or movies. That's right. We will get into the spinner rack, what is new for comic books on Tuesday and Wednesday, new comic book days. We will talk a little bit about WandaVision episode four, We Interrupt Your Program. We will then check out all the people of our social media that had input on what they want to see from Marvel in a TV show or movie. And then Chris and I will go ahead and talk about the characters we want to see on the screen. So with all that being said, Chris, what is up there for new comic book day? Okay. So jumping headfirst into it this Tuesday. Wow. It's February already. That's crazy. But DC Comics will lead the charge Tuesday at your local comic shop. Uh, let's see. What do we got? We have The Dreaming, Waking Hours number seven. So I'm sure this series is definitely, it's got a great fan base, but with more talk of television happening for Sandman and The Dreaming and all that group, I'm sure people are really going to be flocking to check it out. Uh, Far Sector number 10 is out. So we are getting close to the conclusion of Joe Williamson, if I remember her name correctly. So one of the new Green Lanterns. Um, <clears throat> she's really going to start making an impact on the main DC universe. Um, so definitely start expecting to see more of her outside this DC black label book. Uh, it is future state, of course, taking the main control. So we are seeing those beautiful Dan Mora redesigned second prints coming out at us. So we will have future state dark detective number one, Harley Quinn number one, uh, both getting those beautiful characters, character design treatments uh, by Dan Moore. I just got to say that I really love that Batman one. Um, I think the costume that he's created is pretty cool looking. So I enjoy that one. Very much so, yeah. Um, let's see to keep it moving forward, uh, future state Harley Quinn number two will be out. So that should be the conclusion to what's going to potentially maybe kind of sort of happen. Harley Quinn in a maybe sort of kind of future, maybe, uh, future <laughs> state Superman of Metropolis number two will be out. And this one will continue the adventures of Jonathan Kent, the guardian and Mr. Miracle. Now, again, I do laugh because when they say Superman, they're very specific to list Jonathan or Clark Kent on those names. But when it comes to the Guardian and Mr. Miracle, they didn't. Um, so, like I said, I have a theory that Mr. Miracle is probably going to be Shiloh Norman. The Guardian, I haven't checked, so I'm not too sure which Guardian they'll be focusing on there. <clears throat> Um, oops, I missed one. Sorry. Future state swamp thing. Number one will also be getting a second print cover. Uh, this is the character designs by Mike Perkins, which now, is just in time for a future. Oh, good. I was just going to say, is that supposed to be the swamp thing that we know of right now? Or is it someone new 
as Swamp Thing. Well, I guess you can't say that because Swamp Thing is a pers- is a entity that thinks it's the it's a certain person, not that it's a person thinking that it's a, an entity. You know, uh, what was what's the name of the, the character that the doctor that Swamp Thing thinks he is? Oh my god, I should know this. Um, I cannot think of his name, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like I, the the first appearance, it was a man who turned into a Swamp Thing. Uh, that was by Len Wein. And then Alan Moore comes along and he's like, I'm going to do it even better. This is going to be a butterfly thinking it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that changed up everything. Who knows what is real? Um, uh, you know, and it was interesting because I think when they brought Swamp Thing back into the DC universe, um, they definitely changed up his, um, uh, his his like origins a little bit so like they mixed in both the idea by len ween and also uh, alan moore so let's see i'm cheating here alec holland that's there right we go. alec holland yeah typical secret identity but even as i'm looking at his uh his wiki page oh my god he's got he's alexander alex olsen alec holland albert horror tefe holland alan hallman aaron haley and Calibrath A.H. Rogers. So who knows? Maybe let's toss another one in there. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it could be wow. could, the future state of, of, of Swamp Thing is that he's taken on a new person's identity and memories as opposed to uh, just Dr. Al- Alec Holland. Holland. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, that could be something. So yeah, maybe we, we've got a... Uh, another swamp thing, swamp of another uh, swamp, swamp more things. I don't know. I'll come with something. Swamp's thing. <laughs> swamp's thing. Whoa, whoa, that's a, that's definitely a black label book. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so future state swamp thing number two will be out. So that'll conclude his potential maybes. Uh, future state the flash number two will be out. This is actually one I am very excited to read. Um, I was lucky enough to read the part one early. And I was blown away by it. And I really, I feel for uh, Wally West fans, like they are going through the Hal Jordan days and I feel so bad for him, but I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. I I have, I have good, strong feelings for it. Um, So I'm definitely excited to see how evil Wally plays out in this maybe future. So we'll see. Uh, Future State, the next Batman issues one and two will be getting second printings. Uh, Number one will feature Nick Darrington concept art. Uh, He did a great job of keeping the classic elements of the Batsuit, but adding new things for it as well. And then the second one will be the Laura Braga design, uh, which features the secret identity of Tim Fox as your Batman. And this is all perfect because if you missed any of it and you want to jump in issue three will be released as well. So you could potentially get future state Batman one, two, and three. And I do have to say that cover B variant by Stan, uh, by art germ is just beautiful. That guy just draws amazing character portraits. Like, like if the, I don't know if you ever got into that when it was big, when we were younger, like the uh, trading card phase. Mm-hmm. So like Marvel masterpieces and stuff like that. God, I wish he could do the trading cards for both universes. Like, it's just beautiful, his art. So anyways, yeah. Uh, Future State Wonder Woman number one will get a second printing by Joel Jones with the character redesign there featuring uh, Yara Flores, uh, and which is perfectly timed for Future State Wonder Woman number two to be out as well. Uh, 
mainstream books will be out as well. So we have Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey number four. And actually, I guess I shouldn't say that. Well, I don't know. I I think it's main DC comics, but it's definitely going to have some influence from the movie, I'd say. So yeah, I that'll think be so. very interesting. But it gives us a yeah, but it gives us Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palomiati to come back to the fun times that they had featuring both the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn. So I'm very excited to see what they do. Uh, hopefully, it's a good time. Hellblazer Rise and Fall number three will be out by Tom Taylor and Company. Uh, Man Bat will begin. So this is a brand new comic. Uh, how it's featured in the DC Omniverse or DC Comics publication will be very interesting. Uh, where does it take place? How does it begin? Is it even Kurt Langstrom? Who knows? So that'll be that'll definitely be something to watch. Uh, if you have a lot of money that you wish to spend, <laughs> Blackest Night, Brightest Day. Uh, they are actually making a huge box set. So this thing is clocking in at roughly $300. Wow. Um, but you will get everything. Sadly, you will have a pain in the ass to read it, though. <laughs> they did. Like, I wish if they were going to do this, like, why not put it in publication order instead of rehashing the hardcover trade paperback order but anyways so they're going to create a book called the blackest night prelude which will feature green lantern issues 26 through 28 and final crisis rage of the red lanterns so that will be exactly that or no i'm sorry i think 26 to 28 oh gosh that's like the space in between so i think that's the alpha lanterns uh then 36 through 43 and the final crisis rage that'll feature the rage or the red lanterns and then how kind of weaving through the emotional spectrum so we we discover the red lanterns the blue lanterns um uh and then by that point we get a hint of who the indigos are uh then they'll create a blackest night book which will feature blackest night zero through eight and the untold tales Black is Night Green Lantern, which will be 44 through 52 of the main series. Uh, and those issues interweave in between Blackest Night. So that's where you're going to have a pain in the neck reading it because like, it's almost like, like when people take the Bible and, you know, they put those little colorful tabs. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like that's what you're going to have to do with this. Like, you're going to be like, <laughs> okay, follow this reading order because you're going to swim through it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Green Lantern Corps, uh, it's just going to feature everything. Um, all the tie-in books. All the Blackest Night bonuses, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, JSA, and Titans. Uh, The rise of the Black Lantern books, which brought back the Adam and Hawkman, Phantom Stranger, Green Arrow, Adventure Comics, Starman, The Question, Catwoman, Weird Western Tales, and Power of Shazam. So it brought back those canceled series for one extra tale. Um, You'll get the the Superboy Prime books that were in there, the Blackest Night Tales of the Lantern Corps, uh, Secret Files galore. And then it'll also lead into Brightest Day, uh, which we were just talking about Swamp Thing, concludes with discovering Swamp Thing is part of the DC universe. Uh, This is the part I want, which I wish they could release, uh, the Book of the Black. So it's going to collect sketch material that will have some new uh, information inside there. So some new sketches, series proposal, variants, and all kinds of extra little stuff there. So that's kind of cool. And to top it off, you get all nine rings of the emotional spectrum. So yes, you will get those 
plastic, chunky, ugly little things <laughs> that if you choose to wear them on your hand, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but I will warn you this. Uh, early reports did say there was a error in the box. Um, so I wouldn't, I don't know. I think I'd probably sit it out and wait for a second printing or a fixed version. Or if you do buy yours, don't save it as a gift to give to later. Open it now and make sure everything looks good. Wow. Yeah, uh, DC's greatest detective stories ever told. So we will get some uh, detective adventures. So if you want to tickle that part of your brain, definitely check it out. Flash Facts will be out. And this features, I always, I can never say her name, but Dr. Mayam Blackie, oh. who know her from Blossom. Yeah, Blossom and Big Bang Theory. Mayam oh, yeah, that Biak- <laughs> Bialik. Bialik. Okay, Bialik, yes. So uh, she's going to have a fun time uh, going through the DC Universe, exploring comic book science. So please don't take it for real. It's just comic book science. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so that could be a fun little thing. Um, The Flash Omnibus will be out, Volume 2 by Jeff Johns, featuring the second half of his run. Uh, If you want to get some more animated adventures of the Justice League, Justice League United, or sorry, Justice League Unlimited Hocus Pocus will be out. Featuring tales of the mystical, uh, starring Alan Scott, Zatanna, Phantom Stranger. Uh, then we also have the Legion of Superheroes before the darkness. So I think they're trying to cash in on the idea of the great darkness saga, which was like one of the best dark side stories ever. I haven't read this thing. I need to, uh, but anyway, so I think they're going to expand on that by trying to do some of the issues leading up to it. Uh, Manhunter, we were just talking about him last episode in the Golden Age. So Paul Kirk will be featured here on his adventures by the late great Archie Goodwin and master artist Walter Simon. So well, Walter Simonson. So if you want to definitely check out some of those amazing adventures, go there. So wait, and then that, Superman. That that's that's collecting old stories. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because yes. yeah, we were talking about Paul Kirk in last week for the Golden Age and. I remember the clone version of him, Kirk DePaul, on uh, what the what was the name of that book? The Power Company, I think. I think uh, so. Yes. Yeah, where you know there was many clones of Paul Kirk. Uh, this one was called Kirk DePaul. Uh, then there's also the most recent Manhunter, the lawyer, and I, I'm spacing on her name at the moment. But oh my god, I know I've been thinking her name all week long, and now I can't picture but yes uh, yeah the the she was the daughter of uh, golden age superheroes as well yeah 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 uh and then you have the green lantern man hunters which i would say they kind of have something to do with the paul kirk because he has the same they have the same like color scheme yeah that costume design yeah right <laughs> and then golden age like implies that uh Paul Kirk's Manhunter name is being, you know, uh, legacied onto Martian Manhunter, Jeff John or Jeff Johns, John Jones. <laughs> so the legacy of the name Manhunter in the DC universe is pretty awesome if you think about it. Yeah, no, it it definitely gets a lot of play. So it's interesting to see, you know, um, yeah. So I mean, this is definitely something to check out because he, the, the character Paul Kirk is, you know, the first, um, and he's been interpreted many different ways. And then as you just listed, the, uh, the, the mantle has been interpreted many different ways as well. So 
yeah, this will just be wild to see. And even then, again, these are stories from the 70s, so they're not the original ones, but this will definitely be some of the stuff that kind of was like, hey, because uh, this is the era where they took him out of the the Green Lantern Manhunter costume, that red and blue thing, and they put him in that wild, shoulder-padded, dangly-arm costume. Thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which does not seem like a good costume to wear if you're going to be a Manhunter. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I would zero. say, <laughs> I would say that uh, Tom King, if he wants after Strange Adventures, the next thing that he should do is is tackle that legacy with all those characters. Because I mean, I mean, it's a spy. Manhunter's a spy. Like if at the at the you boil it down to, and and we all know that he knows about that a story too about that, right? Yeah, no, that, that could definitely. There, there's. You're right. If there's a character to play with deconstructing with spy elements that is definitely a name to go for and it would be quite the task to not only just talk about paul kirk but relate it all into everyone else so yeah that that'd be something else why is it wild why is it that this one character manhunter that most people hadn't heard of has touched and you know been involved in so many more aspects of uh, DC history, and I think that'd be a pretty good story. Maybe, maybe Tom King doesn't take it, tackle it. Maybe you and I do. Maybe that's our our break in story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Man hunted. How did it happen? <laughs> There you go. So yeah, if you want to get it on the secrets of the manor, definitely check that one out. Um, I think this is kind of neat. Uh, Superman in the fifties is getting a reprinting. Uh, so I enjoyed these. I always thought these were great trades. Um, so basically what they would do is they would be like, here's the best of Superman in a specific decade. And so in this one, I believe everything will be featured as it was. Uh, but we're also going to get an introduction by Mark Wade. So if you want to talk about fans of Superman, that's definitely one of the guys there. But um, in this trade, you're going to get some great stuff. You're going to have the first appearances of Supergirl, Crypto, Titano, the Super 8, um, Superboy's Last Days in Smallville, and probably a couple of imaginary tales, which you know is partly responsible for one of the greatest podcasts in the known multiverse that's right us <laughs> so <laughs> definitely check it out these are fun um maybe they count maybe they don't we'll find out in a couple of months but they're definitely pleasurable and fun times so that's gonna be from your uh dc comic books and just so, to kind of march along oh go ahead j- just to uh come back to it real quick uh, it's kate spencer the female manhunter there from the go. dc universe yep there we go. That's right. Kate Spencer. I forgot. Now now my brain is trying to remember who she's related to. Iron Monroe. JSA, but Iron Monroe. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right. All right, there's the mystery solved. Mitch Mitch the Manhunter did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Continue in the spinner rack. You'll have to return to your local comic shop on Wednesday if you want to get those marvelous books from their competitors. So definitely check out. Uh, this is a fun one. Amazing Spider-Man number 101 will be getting a facsimile edition. Uh, this one's fun. Why? Because Roy Thomas and Gil Kane are at their prime. And Gil Kane is one of my favorite artists because he's the co-creator of Hal Jordan. So that automatically puts in there, but his art style is just beautiful. Like uh, buy this book because it's a master study in great comic book layout, uh, physique design, and just pure action. And not only are you going to get all that, but you're also going to get a reprinting of the first appearance of Morbius. So somewhere in the multiverse, people have already watched that movie and decided if they liked it or not. We 
have not had that chance. So, <laughs> uh, but definitely check that out. It, it could be a lot of fun. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 5, Issue 55 is getting a second printing. Um, okay, so let's go back in time. I think it was Spider-Man number one by Todd McFarlane, right? Where he did that classic Spider-Man kind of sitting in a nest of webs right and that became the standard cover for everybody to like redraw and redo and then several years later when the other happened when the other happened and they had that mike winnegro pose of spider-man coming at you same thing they redrew it this cover i think is going to be the next version of that because uh, you have the original printing which i think was blue with the red or something like that but now we're getting uh in second printings and incentive second printings of this thing so people just love the idea of a bare bones bust portfolio style of spider-man in pure webbing so yeah definitely uh pick those up but don't get addicted because it's gonna be very pricey (laughs) to buy some of those covers uh if you love toys and you don't mind throwing away money uh <laughs> avengers mech strike will be out uh basically the avengers need mechs because being super heroic is not enough they need these giant battle armors to wear so if you want to just have some pure fun imagination definitely pick it up um i can see i think i, I i'm probably going to guess we're going to be seeing some of these toys for ha- from hasbro coming up pretty soon uh, Avengers issue 42 will be out. So we're going to be closer to finding out who will be the next Phoenix in the Marvel universe. And if you're still collecting the Alex Ross timeless covers, uh, issue 42 will also feature Hawkeye. So if you want to add that to your collection, that is definitely the way to go. So do you have uh, any, uh, do you have any bets on who's going to be the next Phoenix? Do you have any, any, I think it's going to be a brand new character. Uh, I mean, that makes the most sense. Like, don't don't give it to a character that already exists. Make brand make a brand new character. But yeah, if you could give way, it to a second tier character, a, a Z list character, like who would you give it to? Oh man, well I, this may sound goofy, but I'd I'd give it back to Rachel. I think she was at her best as the Phoenix. Uh, she controlled the Phoenix for the longest time. Like for some reason, Marvel writers just forgot. So I would definitely say give it to her. Give it to give it to Rachel. Uh, but if not, like let's say okay, we we're we're getting it out of the X offices, put it somewhere. Then I guess maybe oh that would be tough. But I almost feel like maybe um, the Spider Spider Woman, but the redheaded one. I cannot think of her secret Julie identity. Yeah, Julia Carpenter. I'd say give it to her because with her being the Madam Web, I think that could be an interest for the Phoenix to be like, oh, you like you're powerful, but you also have visions of the multiverse. So maybe that would be an attraction. And you know, kind of what they said with the Phoenix, it burns away the things that doesn't work. Maybe that kind of you know helps give vision to the Phoenix to understand what should and should not work. So that's that'd be how I'd pitch it. What about you? Oh, D Man. D man, <laughs> uh, we're having technical difficulties, folks. I don't know what's going on with Mitch. Uh, <laughs> he's now in a bad state. D man, so now we're gonna call him P man. No, <laughs> all right. Uh, Why no, D man? No, Pitch no, I'm this. just joking. I, gotta... <laughs> I, 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 this is the first like nonsense character that came to my mind. Uh, if I could give it to one Z list character, um. 
I mean, I, I maybe maybe I, maybe not Z list, but uh, definitely a, a character that has been thrown around a lot. Uh, Rick Jones, like, oh, he's uh, he's been involved in just about everybody's story. He's had powers and not had powers, so why not give him the power of the Phoenix? I like it, and it gives him something to do because like i don't even i don't think he's being used right now like nobody knows what to do with the poor guy so is he not i, is I he like not, that that's that's is he not a bomb anymore no he wasn't a bomb for a while right didn't he become like a, a hacker yeah. guy yeah that's right during that evil captain america story he was a hacker and god i don't know if cap killed him or not maybe he did i forget I think he did uh but yeah yeah, so maybe Rick Jones is dead. That's even worse. So there you go. Now he's died. Perfect reason for him to be resurrected as the Phoenix. There you go. <laughs> uh, Marvel was interested in us, and now they're like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I totally ruined it. <laughs> but then two weeks from now, we'll see Dead Man uh, or D Man resurrection. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's see. We've got uh, continuing the spinner rack. Hellions number nine will be out. This is a very intriguing cover because good mastermind be coming back. I know we've had Lady Mastermind be part of the new House of X, uh, Krakoa Paradise Island. And if they're resurrecting mutants, why doesn't mastermind get a chance to come back? So this will be very interesting to see what happens there. Immortal Hulk marches along at issue 43, continuing just amazing comics as they were. Uh, King and Black. Oh, will I just wanted to say. Black- I just wanted to say with Hulk. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but um, uh, over on Journey into Mystery, the last two weeks we have watched the first two pilot movies for the 1977 Incredible Hulk TV series. Uh, both, nice. like w- what we're doing is watching movies that are part of the Marvel universe that are not in the MCU and uh, technically the first four episodes of the 1977 TV series were two one hour or two two hour movies and uh, uh, you know I've never actually watched any of the Bill Bigsby Lou Ferrigno movie or uh, TV series before and those first two if that if that has any indication about what the rest of the series is I, it's not bad. I actually enjoyed watching it. I mean, the second movie, uh, Return of the Incredible Hulk, or also known as Death in the Family, um, that has the infamous Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk fighting a bear, and he yeets the bear across <laughs> the river. Uh, but other than that, it's it's not bad. Just, the only thing is that you don't really get a very strong Hulk. Like The Hulk in this is... Lou Frigno strength. So like you get to see him do <laughs> Lou Frigno things other than yeet a bear across the river. Uh most of the stuff is just kind of like strongman stuff. So it's interesting to watch. Oh it it really is. I um god when I was younger I think um maybe it was the Sci-Fi Network. Uh when they first launched obviously they didn't have a lot of programming and so it was reruns of stuff. And I was very happy because they were rerunning the 90s Flash TV show. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then they would rerun the the, the Incredible Hulk show as well. And I loved the show because, again, Bill Bixby, hell of a dude. Hell of a dude. Like, his story is just insane what happened to the man in his personal life. Um, 
like they keep talk of a movie like they're like oh we we need to do a biopic and i'm gonna throw something at you i think hugh jackman would be perfect to play bill bixby i think they kind of look similar um so I, I i'd love to see you know hugh jackman play the part and plus it'd be kind of a little bit of a nod to having wolverine play the hulk that'd be that'd be interesting as well <laughs> um just the intensity that both men brought to the character of you know dr robert banner <laughs> uh that's where we get that that name change it was david but banner it, it was oh that's right david banner yeah god he had multiple names then he was Bruce Robert David Banner. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it was just very much amazing stuff. Um, and they had to do it with practical effects and grounding, you know, mm-hmm. like they really had to ground this. In. Like that movie is why when you watch the Eric Bana, it, I mean, spoilers for you guys. Um, but when you watch the Eric Bana Hulk film, they actually that's where they got that origin from so it's not bruce banner being in an explosion it's him working on a lab in his own you know science Mm -hmm. um so that definitely changed up stuff but yeah just like i know it gets a lot of guff and and stuff like that but the character study behind it is just amazing uh we get that fantastic lonely man piano theme so just like it's fun i would i'd recommend continuing it just because you know, it's it's going to be good stuff. So well, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear you guys enjoyed that. Technically, we have three more Incredible Hulk movies based or spinoff from the TV show coming uh, at some point in the year. We have uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk, Death so of the, the Incredible Hulk. the first Daredevil. <laughs> okay. Yep. Death of the Incredible Hulk and then uh, The Incredible Hulk Returns. Or it's one of it, I don't know if that's the exact order that they'll go in, but they, they are three more uh, on the list. Yep. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to be treated to some stuff. And I think trial of the incredible Hulk, I think that might be the first Stan Lee cameo. I think I could be wrong, but I think that's the very first Stan Lee cameo. So good to know. Yeah. Uh, that one, maybe you need to call your local, uh, friend without fear to come watch that one. Just <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, all right. we'll get you in there. <laughs> all right. Okay. So it's been along those. Well, speaking of crossovers, King and Black is happening in the Marvel Universe right now. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I was surprised. So right now I'm reading King and Black and Venom. I've been real selective because there is a bunch of tie-in books. Um, But Black Knight is going to be featured very heavily very soon when the Eternals movie launches. So this might be an interesting book to pick out. Uh, So Black Knight one-shot tying into the King and Black will be happening. Um, There's several different uh variant covers to definitely check out so go for it uh king and black continues on with gwenham versus carnage so if you want to see a different universe symbiote collide with our universe symbiotes this could be interesting so definitely some wild stuff there uh marauders will cross over into the king and black so that's how big this event is that the x-men will actually be tying into it in some way so jerry duggan will bring his happy band of pirate x-men to come check this out and see what's going on uh the return of the valkyries number two will be there so this is the book where we will get to see the sentry be ushered into maybe his final fate or maybe they'll help him escape and that way he can return. So that'll be very interesting to see what's going on there. 
Legend of Shang-Chi one-shot will be out. So again, another major Marvel character that will be getting a lot of hype very soon. Definitely playing there. Runaways issue 33 will be out. There are quite a few Star Wars books. Uh, Venom issue 33 will be out, and this will be the main tie-in book to uh, King and Black. So Donny Cates is going to be slipping some secrets in. So we'll be seeing what happens there, uh, especially considering uh, Eddie Brock is... Spoilers, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Go read it. Uh, Warhammer 4000 Marnenius Calgar is happening. So the Warhammer uh, being brought, being published by Marvel did really well to spin, to spin off this uh, this uh, extra book. So that's pretty wild there. Uh, X-Factor issue 7 will be out. And then we'll have some trade collections. So Avengers by Jonathan Hickman, Complete Collection Volume 3. Uh, so that was where he did a lot of his world building crazy ideas. Uh, so that could be a good place to hunt for X-Men um, Easter eggs and ideas. Uh, Dawn of X Volume 12 will be out, so that will continue the current state of the X-Men in their House of X post-world. Uh, Eternals to defy the apocalypse. So again, the Eternals will be coming at us very soon. So this was one of their most recent relaunches uh, because Daniel Acuna art was on it. So I want to say, I think this definitely happened like mid 2000. So uh, if you want to get more of an insight to what's going on with the Eternals, check that out. Luke Cage Epic Collection Volume 1 will be out. This is exciting because if you want the beginnings of Luke Cage to see the hero that he becomes, definitely start here with this trade. Um, you're going to get more comics for your buck, one of the best things out there. Marvel Masterworks Spider-Woman Volume 2 will be out, so if you want to check out some of her early adventures. Marvel Zombies Resurrection will be collected as a trade. This is actually a fun one. Um, Marvel Zombies, when it first came out, was a neat idea, but I felt I felt it just got too overplayed. Uh, then the, the title got put away for a long time, and then with Tom Taylor's Deceased that did such a good job, they decided to bring the zombies back. And this time it actually has story with heart that is well worth reading, in my opinion. Morbius preludes a nightmare. So if you want to get some adventures on Morbius in preparation for the movie, definitely check out this trade Scarlet witch by James Robinson. So this could be an interesting read. Uh, this was put out around the same time as Tom King's vision. So while he was going over there and reconstructing, deconstructing old Viz, uh, James Robinson was definitely putting some new concepts and ideas into Scarlet Witch herself. James Robinson, uh, who Spider -Man. we talked about last week. Yes, yeah. So the, the man plays well in all universes. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt will be getting a Marvel Select hardcover edition. Um you know, it, it, it's such an, uh, it's, it's, it's always referenced. It's beautiful art. Don't get me wrong, but God, I know we did an episode on that. I just did not, it did not live up to all the hype. No, it really didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So buyer beware, uh, uncanny X-Men, X-Men disassembled will be collected. So that'll collect the 2019 series. Uh, the first 10 issues that brought the X-Men together just to disassemble them. And then Venom by Donny Cates, Volume 2, will be out collecting his current run, which will be ending soon. So definitely check that out if you want to get some of the origins to King and Black and what's going on in all this symbiote madness. And that is your spinner rack. It's, uh, it's a full one. That's uh, It's pretty big for the beginning of February. So uh, WandaVision, Episode 4, we interrupt your program uh, what are the biggest takeaways for you? This was a, uh, aptly named episode because 
they literally just did a kind of catch up to be like, oh, these are all the things that you don't know or are not privy to to this point yet. And we will get back to the one Vision show after this kind of thing. So I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun because I love the fact that they go back and explain stuff to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was neat. You know, like now we know what the helicopter was. Yep. Um, the, you know, several things playing in Geraldine, uh, the beekeeper. Now, the beekeeper I found interesting. Um, I think that means that there are um, uh, aim agents infiltrating sword. So I think that's going to be very interesting to see that play out. Oh, see, I um, took that as like it just the the Rackdal suit just got changed into a beekeeper suit. But that's interesting that you would say that uh, essentially because of the subconscious of that character, knowing that he is also an aim agent, uh, got changed into a beekeeper. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's I mean, that's that's what I'm feeling. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, you know, and again, we're going to be throwing spoilers out but i'm sure our fans are wanting it so i I hope you're excited um seeing dead vision was nuts that was quite a a visual so that was pretty cool um and and i just uh, now i i feel like wanda is the villain like she is going to be the bad guy here uh because i was kind of thinking maybe like she went to shield or she went to sword, you know, to like, Hey, I need some help. I'm going through stuff. And, and this was kind of like them putting in her in this Pleasantville esque town and saying, okay, just, you know, relax and enjoy. Um, but definitely Wanda is going to be kind of the bad guy here. Now, of course, what does that mean for Agnes and some of the main players? Are they playing along or are they influencing her as well? Uh, but Wanda's definitely not going to come out of this, um, in a good sense, uh, which will be exciting story. Um, so I, I love the fact that we got reintroduced to some characters that we, we already know from the MCU. The biggest one being Monica Rambeau, the daughter of Maria Rambeau, uh, who we now fall, find out that she kind of followed, followed in the same footsteps as Peggy Carter and started up her own, uh, government agency in sword. Um, Monica Rambeau, did get blipped out or ashed or uh, snapped away, however you want to put it, but she got snapped back when uh, the Hulk did his snap in Endgame. So she comes back. She then uh, runs into or gets partnered with uh, Agent Wu from Ant-Man and the Wasp, played by Randall Park. He is uh, in the show. And then... And if you noticed... Uh, oh yeah <laughs> go ahead i was gonna say if you notice he, he's done really good with his magic tricks <laughs> that's right he's he's mastered uh, so his I thought that was cool for, for jimmy that when he pulled out his card he did it he did it very very nicely so that was awesome <laughs> to see character growth there <laughs> uh and then um darcy i can't remember what her last name is but she is now a doctor she has received her doctorate since Thor the Dark World, and uh, she is uh, one of the lead experts in astrophysics, which makes complete sense. And she is probably the the most helpful and smartest person in the room when they figure out that, you know, you can use old television to uh, capture the analog signal that's coming out from Westview. So all that being said, you know, we're getting big chunks of who who is it that's watching the show? Who is it that... Uh, 
uh, was talking into the radio. You know, where did Geraldine come from? Why was she in there if she wasn't supposed to be a part of the the, the city and she doesn't have her own her own uh, house? As Agnes pointed out, uh, I definitely think that there that one. I mean, I've been thinking the Wanda is the one that's been doing this since the beginning, but. I still think that someone is manipulating her. And I think the biggest evidence is Darcy saying uh, someone edited out certain things before it even gets to us. Uh, Especially like the part where she uh, made Geraldine or Monica Rambeau uh, leave Westview. Um, So I think that's a, that's a big indicator that someone is uh, manipulating Wanda could it possibly be your Mephisto? I mean, that could be something that ties together both Loki and WandaVision. Uh, Owen Wilson being... Oh, wait. You haven't said that yet. That was part. That's part of the thing that you're going to be talking about later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a possibility. I think Agnes has definitely got more than what she is being showed because as they're pointing out, Oh, they they figured out the true identities of a lot of the people that are quote unquote cast members of the show, and uh, Agnes was not one of them. So uh, I'm excited. The show is really kicking off in great ways. Uh, episode four really, I think, makes a lot of people tune back in for this now. Yeah, no, episode four was like this was perfect. This was a great way to do a mystery TV show that requires some commitment, but not full commitment. You know, like this isn't, you know, watch the film. And then at the end we tell you it's Kaiser soul say this was perfect that it's like, okay, let's, let's throw you into this world. Let's see what's happening and then peel it back. And like I said, I just enjoy that. Like you mentioned, you know, the viewer, Jimmy Wu, um, <clears throat> the, the, the beekeeper and the helicopter. That's great to see that. Here's how those are explained and what they could be. I and mean, obviously those are things to keep an eye on and watch out more for. Uh, but yeah, that was just fantastic. I love to, you know, and we, we enjoy that when the bee characters come back, you know, so Darcy, Jimmy, that's exciting to see them uh, be used, you know? So I, I definitely, I'm hyped. I'm glad that I'm watching this real time. So I I'm, I'm invested in it. So I, I can't wait to see what more comes out of this show. Oh no, it's, it's fun. I mean, like I said, it, it, this is what's great about the show is what it's doing right here. It's getting people to talk about it. You know, it's like, Oh, well, what did you think of that? what did you think of that? You know? So that's definitely fun. Uh, it's entertaining as heck too. Like, I mean, shout out to the actors and, and everybody involved because they're doing fantastic stuff. I mean, I can't think of the, the, uh, cat Dennings. There we go. Uh, mm-hmm. she was hilarious. You know, the whole coffee thing, like, Hey, I solved your problem. Can I get a cup of coffee? You know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Jim Krasinski, since he was in the episode, he uh, did fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Jim Krasinski. <laughs> hey, shout out to the office. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I wish I knew the actor's name. What, you know, what's his name? What's his name? Randall Park. Randall Park. There we go. God, like I was telling Mitch earlier, that's what I'm going to struggle with today's thing. I do not know modern Hollywood. Uh, I almost called Jim, Jim Krasinski, uh, Jim, <laughs> Jim Halpert or John know, Krasinski, <laughs> Jim Halpert. There we go. Oh man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, see, I still did it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just bad with modern Hollywood, but I'm definitely excited. Um, I'm surprised I missed that photon reference. Uh, Monica Rambeau, Rambo. I thought that was pretty cool. I wish though they would shout out to her because she was Captain Marvel first. 
Mm-hmm. So I really hope she gets her moment to uh, bask in that glory, but we will see. I hope so. Okay, so we put it out, and this is our, our challenge for ourselves this week. We wanted to see if we can pick a Marvel character or set of characters that would make for a good TV series or movie that we haven't yet seen in the uh, MCU. Uh, Chris has a has a character or a set of characters, and I have a character or a set of characters. But we wanted to see what other people in our social media following uh, also wanted to see. So we put it out on our uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And man, did you all bring it <laughs> on the social media. <laughs> so let's go with our Facebook first. Over on our Facebook page, we had Dead Duck, we know uh, lovingly as Curly, he said Nightcrawler. Like, yes, we have seen Nightcrawler on uh, the the X-Men movies um, so far, but why not? I, 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 I would love to see what a new Nightcrawler in the MCU would be, as well as Psylocke. Uh, those are the two characters he picked. So even though those are characters that have already been seen, like we would, we'd still love to see them, right? Yeah, oh, no, definitely. And especially, too, with... Uh with Psylocke making the jump into being Captain Britain, that could be really fun to explore that, especially on television or movies. Yeah, that'd be great. So over on uh, my Facebook page, because I shared the the, the, the post, uh, John, one of our co-hosts uh, for Geek Elite Media, is very much pushing for Darkhawk. Uh, how would you like to see a Darkhawk movie or TV series? Would you like to see it in a... Green Lantern Corps-esque type of feel? You know, so you definitely got to play the character true to its origins. Um, And that would be tough because, like, I'd rather save that grandioseness for the Nova Corps. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it'd be kind of neat to play, like, I would play Darkhawk probably as, like, Kyle Rayner then. You know, like, here was this grand core of Darkhawks. He becomes one, but he struggles with it because it's like, well, am I the Dark Hawk? Is the Dark Hawk me? Or are we just two separate things that are sharing an existence? Um, and then, you know, you play it as the novice hero, learning more about the legacy that he's inherited. Uh, Romero Marquez, uh, the proprietor of Red Moon Ale House in Yuma, Arizona, once slapstick which is a character I hadn't heard of in a long time <laughs> and I am all for it. Like give us a mischievous uh, character that like slapstick that is all over the place. And I would love to see that. I don't know if I want to see that in live action so much as I would like to see an animated series, but I think I'm, I'd be for it. I think it would work, especially as an animated series. Cause one of my favorite things that's near and dear to my heart is freakazoid. So mm. how much fun would it be to have that character that idea in the Marvel universe wall, you know, and, and it'd be fun too, because you could, you could either get people to come back and reprise roles. So, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Could interact with slapstick or, you know, you get a voice actor that sounds awfully darn close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad Lashment, uh, or Lashment, um, wanted Gambit. Him and his wife said Gambit, even though we already had Taylor Kitsch, and she would Nicole would like to have Taylor Kitsch return as the character. I said no. I don't. I don't care for that idea. But yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> give me a gamut. Give me. Uh, let's see a better interpretation than we got from X Men Origins Wolverine, and I will be extremely happy. 
Well, too, I mean, you, you've got Channing Tatum. <laughs> so it's true. Do you finally have him play the part, or do we all forget that that never happened? <laughs> I think we just all forget and let that just go away. <laughs> <laughs> that got snapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have Michael Butler. He wants the Ultraverse, more specifically, Nightman. <laughs> Not the Nightman oh, okay. from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We're talking about the uh, made-for-TV adaptation comic book series of a guy who plays saxophone and has long hair in, in a, a power suit, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. Yeah, he did. Uh, he augmented powers from his suit. Gosh, there's a throwback to a character and didn't know. Okay. It was dark man. I was like, wait a second. Didn't we have a, but we did, we had, um, uh, Liam Neeson. God, there we go. Actors. Uh, he played the character, but yeah, Nightman, And I think he did. He did have a live action TV show. So there you go. You, you bring him the, the night cometh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael Butler, <laughs> Michael Butler also pointed out, he said, uh, Nightman also held the reality stone and it didn't destroy him at one point. So, there you go. <laughs> Bring in that. <laughs> well, the stones Nightman. in the comics and other other places were very much way more approachable than they are in the movies. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Aaron Berrigan, well, another co-host and uh, one of our web people for Geekly Media, uh, has the Fantastic Four. Like, yes, we have had Fantastic Four movies already, but he says they don't exist because they weren't good. Uh, I'm sure we are getting Aww. a Fantastic Four thing here coming soon enough. So. Uh, we don't have to worry about that. Uh, Matthew Ryan Limerick, who uh, has his own podcast on this certain POV po- uh, podcast network called Saturday Morning Confessionals, I believe. I am going to be on the on one of his episodes here coming soon, so I should know better. Uh, but he wants Dazzler, and he wants it in a Riverdale style uh, of some of the X-Men B cast. And I asked... Uh, did he have any specifically that he would love to see play Dazzler? And, I, he, and he came up with Ariana Dubois, uh, Cynthia Erivo, Ashley Park, Ashley Murray, Emma Hunton, or if she's older, Janelle Monet. And uh, I mean, I know a handful of, or I know a couple of these num- names. And so I would be very interested in seeing any one of them play uh, Dazzler and seeing a live action Dazzler, which. Technically, I think in X Men, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. We, we had a Dazzler. Was it Apocalypse or was it? Yeah, yeah, Apocalypse. Not, 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 not Phoenix. Or was it Phoenix? Dark Phoenix. You don't what? actually. Maybe it was Phoenix. Didn't they have her in the record store or something like that? You know what? I think in Apocalypse they went to the record store and you saw the record. I think in. Dark Phoenix is when they had the cutout scene where they were all the kids were camping out in the woods or at least hanging out in the woods, like having a party, and Dazzler shows up and sings. Okay, so both. <laughs> yeah, it's it's some, there's it's a deleted scene uh, in one of them. So there you go. There's that. Okay, over on our Instagram. So we're we're only got that with Facebook, folks. <laughs> Stick with us. Geek Life Crisis wants to see Machine Man. What do you think about a Machine Man? You know, he's a character that's got a lot of love, so that could be fun to play with. And for me, Machine Man, the biggest story that I always think of him in is Earth X. So that could be fun to be like, maybe Machine Man is built and he's running around the Marvel Universe trying to set up and prevent the Earth X from happening. 
Okay, cool. I, I can dig that. I can dig that. Converse Ninja wants Nova, Speedball, Night Thrasher, Nemorita, Silhouette, Firestar, Marvel Boy. Basically, the new Warriors. The new Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could be down for a new Warriors uh, TV series, which is kind of interesting because that's what we see at the beginning of Civil War, the comic book, right? It's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, cops-esque style. <laughs> yeah, reality-based reality show of the New Warriors and they, they have a big uh, issue when they fight um, Nitro. So, uh, You know, I almost picked um, the New Warriors. Really? I almost went that route. Yeah, because I thought it would have been fun. Um because the new warriors, when it launched as a comic, it actually spun out of the Thor series. Um, really? This group of heroes. Yeah, like it, it was basically kind of like it, it, it was trying to capture the magic of the new teen Titans for the early nineties. Um, so anyways, like, yeah, they, they, they first appeared in Thor. So he was kind of like the mentor hero for them. And, you know, like I give you my blessing, you know? And so of course now they're like, Hey, we have a stamp of approval. Uh, but they're very, very interesting group of characters. And even then I would play it all the way up to, because Marvel boy, uh, he actually winds up becoming justice as we know him better. And he had a very, just an, inc- a crazy superhero origin arc. Like his, I think it was either his father or his stepfather was just crazy abusive to him. And so one day when his father was, you know, being totally abusive to him, uh, he attacked or not attack. He had defended himself, which led to him accidentally killing his father. So then he was put on trial. And I think that would be like a great, two season arc just play with that you know like establish these heroes you know season one have the build-up maybe that leads to the death of the dad season two puts it in trial and then you could even take some of those ideas like should there be teen heroes you know blah 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 so i think that show there's a lot to mine from those early comics all right i i'm all for it uh Coolin underscore Lewis said Namer, Longshot, Mr. Sinister, and Corsair, to name a few. Now, I know there's a name in there that you really care for. <laughs> yeah, so you definitely, you'd have to play it as the uh, the Star Jammers, which could be fun. Uh, that one, I would definitely play it as an animated series, and you'll get more mileage. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Mr. Sinister d- ends up coming up a lot, I think, in the Twitter feed, too. Uh, as, uh, and I know I, I, I'm, I'm positive we're getting a namer here pretty soon. So that just leaves Longshot. And I don't know. I don't. I mean, do you do the tie-in of both the X-Men and Captain Marvel, like, into Longshot? Is it Longshot? I'd no. Say- Longshot is Dazzler that he t- ties into, right? he kind of hangs out with her. I'd say if I'm, if you're going to do long shot, I say you play it with, um, Mojo, you know, you, you have those two running around in different, like, like you could almost play it like kind of WandaVision, you know? So it's like the, you know, like, yeah, have an episode where, you know, black widow, uh, iron man and war machine get put into a sitcom. And all of a sudden they're like, what? And it's like long shots there. And he's like, I'm going to help you escape. This is what Mojo does. Here we go. So that, that could be kind of fun to play in that way, but long shot by himself, just, uh, he's not that fun. A character, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, funny that you bring up Mojo. Cause I think that's going to be something that 
I, I don't think it is, but I it is something that I've been throwing around that could end up being in WandaVision. What if it's Mojo that's uh, manipulating things? That'd be something. That'd be something. Uh, and then the last on our on our uh, Instagram, sorry, is the Darth abides. It, he might have gotten a little confused because he put Snowflame, which was a character I've never heard of before. And when I looked it up, is a DC character. So uh, we will keep that in mind for next week. It is a, uh, he is a supervillain who fought the New Guardians over in DC Comics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now onto the really big list. Uh, we have our Twitter. Uh, first one, first one up is Pro Benchwarmer at Pro Benchwarmer. Nova, first reason I was hype about Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, we've gotten the Nova Core in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, we haven't got Richard Ryder or Sam. What's what's Sam's name? Oh my god, I want to say Jones, but that's not right. That's an actor. Um, and I wanted to say oh Sam god, Wilson, I, but that's he, not right. That's that's Falcon. Uh, but yeah, the new kid. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I know someone else down the list somewhere puts uh, have Richard Ryder be the last of the Nova Corps, like he's supposed to be, and then have him train Sam as the new Nova, a new Nova Corps member or new Nova. Like I think that'd be a pretty good idea. I think that'd be fun, but I, I think you got to establish the full glory of the Nova Corps. Like I, you know, to me, it's one of those things where they kind of get lost, uh, forgetting that the Nova Corps did exist with Richard Ryder, you know, so he did get to meet other Novas. So that'd be kind of fun to play with that and then eventually lead towards, you know, yeah, um, Richard becomes the, uh, the omnipotent Nova. And then he passes on part of the power to Sam and then let it play out in that regard. Okay. Uh, at returneth to base at, he says agents of Atlas, or I'm sorry, he or she says agents of Atlas. You already have Jimmy Woo in the MCU and he's a fan favorite. Make this show a comedy heist for the week for the greater good. Probably drop gorilla man for what I hope are very obvious reasons. Um, Sure, more Jimmy Woo and Agents of Atlas. I, I'm I'm all for it. One thing I did see on Twitter, and it's, it wasn't on our feed, someone suggested Jimmy Woo have his own uh, FBI X Files type series where you know Randall Park as Jimmy Woo goes every week and and has to investigate something strange that's happening in the in the MCU. That could be fun. Yeah, right. And so that could go right into your Agents of Atlas. That's what they could be doing. There you go. <laughs> uh, once again, we have John coming in with Dark Hawk. <laughs> we have at <laughs> at Red King thirty six. He just says net. Uh, he just says next wave. Uh, I don't know much about the next wave characters, but sure. Oh, that was kind of a uh, let me let me double check here, but I do remember that was a. Oh, I think they were like a. A short-lived group, yeah, the next wave. So they kind of played out of uh, uh, Civil War. So you had like characters that I that I know from that one, uh, Monica Rambeau. So that's great. Like she has a place to definitely go. Uh, Elsa Bloodstone, she's a character I'd love to see uh, her get played up a little bit more. Uh, Tabitha Smith, aka uh, Boom Boom. So she's got some uh, X Force tie-in over there. Uh, so yeah, they were just kind of like this quirky group of heroes that got 
put together because of the, uh, the civil war, uh, machine man was part of that. So you, you know, you can definitely, uh, play, you know, have him in there as well. Uh, so this is kind of like the lost home for the misfit toys of the Marvel universe. Maybe, (laughs) (laughs) uh, at MV brat 91, uh, Asked for Snowguard, which is a character from the newly minted Champions. This is real name Amka Aligak. And uh, yeah, Snowguard or Snowgore. Uh, not a character that I'm familiar with, but I'm all for it. Uh, Champions, a Champions thing could be pretty cool, especially with uh, Miles Morales being on that team. Yeah, that could be a fun way to go. Um, at Geek Town Podcast fellow podcasters speedball my answer is always speedball sure now speedball is wait which one is the one that becomes penance that's speedball right yeah that's that's speedball yep because there was the other guy that was part of the initiative the that his name was also ball but was it fastball i think it was fastball yes okay uh, sure. Speedball. Uh, and I know someone else down the line is going to say, says something about have a whole thing about hit speedball eventually becoming uh penance and having to, you know, do that whole storyline, which I'm, that's definitely interesting. I'm, I'm all for it at, yeah, Burn- and again, speedball has ties to the uh, new, new, new warriors. So, you know, that'd be fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for that. Uh, at Bernie comic nerd, this says the smartest there is, Lunella Lafayette, uh, which is Moon Girl of Moon Girl and De- Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. So, yeah, she's supposed to be one of the smartest, if not the smartest, in the MCU, correct? Yeah, they they play her up there, so she's definitely in the uh, top tier of brain brainiacs of the MC, of the Marvel universe. Uh, then we have um, the name gets cut off. So, at adventuring to fear. Uh, once the Legion of Monsters and the picture that they put up is Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, a Wolf Man, so I'm guessing Werewolf by Night, Morbius, and Man Thing. Okay, that'd be a fun team of people to play up. Um, you know, you, you slap in a couple more of the Ghost Riders, and I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we know that you you've been wanting the, a whole Ghost Rider uh, theme for a while, <laughs> themed show. So I'm all for that. Um, next we have at RWC Jesse and at Scott Hayden, who both want death's head, which is a character I've never heard of before, but sure. Uh, it looks like some type of robot with a mace hand and something. I don't know. Have you ever seen this character before? I've seen him. I don't know much about him. Um, for some reason in my mind, I've always had it that I think he's a Marvel Britain character that just like, they were like, oh, he's so cool. And they tried to cross him over. And I mean, he pops up every now and then, but he's just, I don't know, like it, it feels like a lamer version of Lobo. <laughs> Not to be mean, but <laughs> yeah, it is something else. So, I mean, hey, he's, everybody's got fans. So everybody you know, sure, has give it a shot. Th- that's right. Now we have at Matthew 9456335. Uh, put down 
Marvel's version of Hercules and the rest of the Greek god Pantheon. I am all for this if that means I get a Marvel's Ares character, like person to play that character. Like I am for that. I love that character. I, I think he's so <laughs> interested in his one dimensionalness. <laughs> Now I have to become the showrunner just so that way for the final episode, I'm be like, okay, we're going to bring the sentry in and then I'm just going to watch Mitch cry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So then we, so I, now we, ha- we are at that part where that Matthew, Matthew Lewis P uh, said penance, just a straight reality show spoof as speedball following the new warriors for act one until Stanford act two is prison and figuring out his new gimmick. And act three is taking down nitro as a cringeworthy self-hating edgelord. So, uh, there's definitely not a lot of love for the character in this, in this, um, tweet, but definitely an interesting story that you, uh, portray there. And that's, uh, Matthew Lewis podcast. Uh, let's see. I like it. He definitely hits a lot of the, the elements. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely hits a lot of the elements at a underscore strange underscore one. N E wants gah. I wish I could pick blink, but instead I got to go with Layla Miller. Uh, what do you think about that? Like Layla Miller became a huge part of Marvel during house of M. And then a little bit after that, but very much a character that's gone, gone away so uh, how do you feel about layla miller so brian michael bendis is definitely gonna be happy uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it'd be fun and that's one of those ones where you could play it off like there's your uh riverdale you know like you could definitely play her as that where she's like oh you know like Yes, she knows stuff, as she used to say, but that could be the fun one where it's like, oh, hey, we've got to rush over to, uh, you know, and and prevent so and like she could like that effectively could be a show where maybe they prevent villains from happening, you know, where it's like, oh, let's run over and stop John Smith from getting a cosmic cube. And then they prevented the resurrection of the Red Skull, you know, stuff like that. Maybe they could have fun with that. That Uh, You could bring the multiple man in so that there there's a a fun sidekick to have play with it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep i'm all for that too Uh, at bullets scarer 22 uh or maybe that's bullet scarer 22 or bullets carer 22 uh well the big (laughs) one i wanted to see in live action is happening in hawkeye with kate bishop so yeah maybe black cat uh i believe it's what uh, Amazing Spider-Man number two with Andrew Garfield. There is was a black cat in there, but was cut. Uh, so yeah, we've never seen a live-action black cat yet, and I'm all for that. And I don't know if you remember this. Um, so Catwoman was almost playing Black Cat before she took on that part uh, in the uh, long-forgotten Spider-Man 4 by Sam Raimi. It was supposed to be Anne Hathaway? I can't think of the actress's name. Yeah, Anne Hathaway was going to be Felicia Hardy. Oh, I did she not know She was all that. set to go. Yeah, she was all set to go, and they just canceled it, and they are like, never mind, we're not doing it. So, yeah. But Black Cat, I mean, that uh, there's potential there. And with Sony loving to take spider people, spider characters, that one's definitely, hey, like, if they're going to do something, there's a character to pick and use. That'd be great. Yeah, that was a, a character that was, uh, they were supposed to, at one point in time, two years ago, two, three years ago, Sony was making... Black Cat and 
Silver Sable movie. Uh, so it was called Black and Silver. And uh, we'll, it got shelved, but who knows? It might be something that they bring back up. Uh, at Mira Luca Fan uh, wants Cindy or Silk Cindy Moon, which I believe the character of Cindy Moon has already been in the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. I, I, I believe that's been confirmed, but never really named. So, yes, give us Silk. Like, it's a very interesting character in the way that they use the origin of Spider-Man and now the origin of Silk to be parallel to each other. So I'm all for that. Yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, At Ladies of Comics, uh, we have Spider-Woman, parentheses Jessica Drew, and the Power Pack. Uh, Sure, Power Pack. Give us Power Pack. Um, At Blossoming Nova, or Blossoming underscore Nova, Dr. Voodoo. Sure. Jericho uh, it's it's Jericho Blood, right? No. Am I think I'm thinking of Dr. Yeah, I think so. Brother Blood. Jericho no. Drum. Drum. Thank you. Jericho Drum. Uh we know that his brother was already in the first Doctor Strange movie. He's killed by Celias Calcalisus, Cal- whatever, Mads Mickelson's character. Uh so there mm-hmm. is precedent for bringing in Dr. Voodoo. There you go. That'd be fun. Oh, another co-host of uh, one of the shows, or a few of the shows on Geek Elite Media is uh, Jessica Bailey. She's at J.M. Bailey Wright. She only knows uh, Spider-Woman Jessica Drew from 1979 animated series, but that's what the, she wants. And I, 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 can't, I can't imagine there not being a Jessica Drew Spider-Woman something coming up here soon. It's, it's too good of a character not to. Yeah, she's got a lot of she's got a lot of ties into stuff. Shield, Hydra, uh, obviously the Spider connection. Um, but that'd be fun, and I would love like play her as a secret agent. You know, where Nick Fury's like, I need you to go deep, and then she goes so deep she becomes bad that they're like, we need you to go good, and all these things like crisscrossing back and forth, and then finally like she just becomes Spider Woman, and I would just love a scene where she like meets up with spider-man and he's like oh so are you like me and she's like no this is just a theme i wear (laughs) (laughs) that and that was kind of her storyline after secret invasion right when she came back yeah yeah they kind of played with that um i loved her in that like new avengers like if if jessica wants to definitely check out spider-woman more i would i would always point somebody to that era of new avengers she was great in that at kanias can Kinnes, K-I-N-N-E-A-S. I'm sorry if I'm miss saying your name. Uh, want the Watcher? Um, we saw some Watchers in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, so we can definitely get a Watu in there somewhere. Nova, Stingray, and Wonder Man. And uh, we, I, I'm sure that the world is primed for a Wonder Man here coming soon. But I had to, I had to respond to the Stingray. Uh, comment because <laughs> that is such a deep cut and such an interesting character that I loved it. Uh, I love the few times that I've actually seen that character in the comic books that I would love to see what someone else would do with that character. <laughs> there you go. He is a fun character. Like he's got a unique uh, uh, gimmick to him. And plus, I like the fact that he's like, I'm not really in this for the superheroing. I'm more into it for the actual science and discovery that I can do. So that's kind of a fun, you know, like I didn't ask to be a hero, you know, that'd yeah. be a fun play. <laughs> uh, at Enrique VB Jr. 
put down Magda Eisenhard, which would be the one-time wife of Magneto? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's that's true. Hmm, that could be interesting, like an early an early tales of Magneto. All right. Uh, would that be the mother of uh, Scarlet Witch? You know, that's so tough right now. Um, at one point in time, yes, I believe Magda was the mother of Magneto's children. But now that they're not related, I I, I don't know how they're playing Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in uh, the comics right now. Like, they're just, they're there. So just, it's weird. They're but, just all people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, there you go. <laughs> at Kathy YY Stan... We have Enchantress, which we'd never gotten Enchantress in the MCU yet, if I, if I remember correctly. We got her sister in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but not Enchantress, I think. Mm, and that's a good pick. She's a, a very longstanding character in the Marvel uh, Universe, and she's gone from being a, a villain to being a hero. And so that's always fun to play those character arcs. Um, at Jason Todd underscore 1983 came in with Superman. Uh, I know Superman's pretty great. Not exactly a Marvel character, so we'll, we'll save that for next next time for when we do DC. Uh, at Rome B55 put Stingray, so that's great. Uh, at Redhead D39 put Alpha Flight with all caps and exclamation marks, so yes, thank you. Um, Canadian representation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have at Digmatic um, put Blue Marvel. Nuff said, nuff said, and yeah, came back with he's Marvel's version of Superman. Plus, he did this, which is uh, essentially knock out a uh, Gray Hulk uh, <laughs> with one punch, or I don't know if it's one punch, but that's what the comic panel he, he posted is. Uh, yes, I'm all for Blue Marvel. Give me Blue Marvel in the MCU. Give me someone great to portray him uh, actor-wise, and and it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it'd be interesting to learn more about uh, the Blue Marvel because I've I've seen the character pop up. Um, I like the fact that they kind of he's got a scientific mind, so I think that's neat because that could lead to a character you know exploring the Marvel universe and all the other tie-ins to it so that'd be fun because this is a character that you could explain like well yeah this is why i'm allowed to go into the negative zone because i'm strong i'm super strong so that'd be fun at super commie daniel one of our hosts on geekly media uh he put hope summers uh as a big comic or as a big x-men person chris um and a summers family historian how do you feel about hope summers getting live action treatment (laughs) Uh, I, I, she's a good character. I, I, I'm not a fan of hers though, because like it, it, hope was this character and she was created in the Messiah complex, uh, crossover, which was fantastic. Um, and then when she grew up to a, obtain her ultimate glory. So like when she came back during the second coming, that was awesome. Um, but I feel like Marvel missed the mark when they used her in uh, Avengers versus X-Men. Uh, she just kind of totally like, she was definitely written out of character. Uh, but once she was destined to become the Phoenix and her and Scarlet Witch dismantle the power and all that, there was really nothing to do with 
the character. She just becomes like, all right, here's this angry young woman. And um, like, she has a better place now in the house of X. So maybe that's where I could see her having a fun show. Like, okay, let's, let's take her and, and take the other four members that are part of the resurrection team and let them play out something. But I keep her away from the Summers family though. That's all I ask. (laughs) (laughs) At smash trivia, John put Gwenpool for sure. I absolutely love her story. It goes really deep as she has the existential crisis because she's from our world. So she knows that living in the comic, in this comic world, she could be canceled at any time, effectively killing her. Uh, Gwenpool is definitely a character I don't know enough about. Uh, I understand that she is a character that is technically from our world that finds finds herself into a comic book and can pull things from comic books to use as weapons, if I understand correctly. Uh, Do you know much about Gwenpool? Yeah. No, she just seems like if anything, like it was funny because I think she was created as a variant cover. You know, I was like, oh, let's have, you know, since we have Spider Gwen, uh, let's have Gwen step in the other stuff. So like, you know, Gwen Hulk and all these things. And it was like, oh, yeah, Gwenpool. And it's stuck. And it feels like it's like picture Superboy Prime mixed with Harley Quinn and then tossed into the Marvel Universe. And it's like, <laughs> OK, there you go. And it's a funny idea. Like, definitely that would that would be a show I'd say like toss it in as an animated series and i think you'd have fun yeah i think the only time that i've actually read anything with her in it was the newly attempt at west coast avengers with kate bishop running it so that was uh the only time i'd seen her and she'd pulled a big old gun from a comic book to fight (laughs) a bad guy so there's that she had some cable power At Rockford underscore guy, Monica Rambeau solo series in New Orleans. We have plenty of disasters here already. So, uh, I mean, we have Monica Rambeau in live action now. Sure. Give her her own series. See what she can do. Oh, There you go. This one is in another language, so I have to translate it. uh, Translated from Portuguese. So, uh, at Mark underscore Sousa, when they announced that they were thinking about making a man, a multiple man movie. They, he, he thought that was interesting. So yeah, multiple man, give us multiple man. Like I, the budget on that might be pretty high for having to do one person multiple times, but I'm all for it. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. There you go. There, tie it back into Layla Miller and you're set. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at shit brisket. (laughs) Uh, Wiccan, I know we're on the verge, like it's coming in 10 years or less, but Young Avengers series or purely Wiccan series, like I guess WandaVision works for Scarlet Witch, but she deserves more than 30 minute episodes. Also, Storm and Phoenix deserve fully developed stories. Uh, yeah, Wiccan is, I mean, we, we now have Billy, Billy Cap, the possibly Kaplan. Billy is in the TV series, um, as a baby, so why not? Grow them, grow up the twins so that they can become the young Avengers. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I would, I'd enjoy seeing that. Uh, at Robert's ACTP, uh, a real Wolverine. That's that six, two actor is not Wolverine. Wolverine is supposed to be at least five, five. That's how he got his name. Wolverines are small, <laughs> but very ferocious, even in the much, Loved animated series. He was shorter than all the women. Give short actors a shot. Look, I get it. Yes, we want a short Wolverine, but you can't come in here and say that 
Hugh Jackman didn't do a great job as Wolverine. Like for two decades, he was Wolverine, and we we were all happy about it. No, he did a great job, but now we are in the age of Danny DeVito as Wolverine. Uh, it's time. <laughs> it's time to make it happen. <laughs> I don't know if that's 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 where we want to go with that. I j- I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna try once and you'll be hooked. <laughs> At I'll go the, find the Alex Ross sketch and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> At the last Gorgon, I have an idea for a comic that uh, could make a fun series. It follows Lobo starting with Crow. Oh, this is uh, this person has gone with the DC character Lobo, Crush, uh, New Fifty Two, a whole bunch of things. Throw in uh, Sheba and Sinestro and more. We'll get back to that when it comes to our uh, DC side of of the of the equation and trust us, we will be getting there. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, I'm sorry. At F M N I A Z one tweets. Uh, we have Spider-Man 2099 or if it's in the original, then sons of the tiger. I have no idea who the sons of the tiger are. Do you have any, uh, clues on that? Not much. No but I would definitely play for the uh, Spider-Man 2099. That's, that's a winner right there. Oh, we're getting that. We're going to definitely be getting that soon. I I can only imagine with that. I cannot wait. Third Spider-Man movie. If they're throwing everybody in, why not throw in Miguel O'Hara also? Uh, Sorry folks. I, we, I put on here that you could, we'll we'll read your answers on uh, our next episode. Imagine if I did not expect us to get this many answers. So we're going to go through all of them all. I'm not going to be a liar. At Songbird Diamond, <laughs> surprisingly came up with Songbird of the Thunderbird or Thunderbolts. Uh, yeah, Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah. Give us, give us Songbird. I'm, I'm all for that. I, I she's, a, she's a great character. Yes, yes, she's a great character, and I, would, I would love to see her. Um, she got to be played out in Avengers Forever. So she's introduced as kind of like a low-key, like, hey, you did something wrong, so now you're in trouble, so that's why you're on the Thunderbolts. But her future legacy, she's going to be one of the better Marvel heroes. Unfortunately, Marvel kind of took some train rails with with changing that up on her. But I would love to see her get the justice she needs. So that'd be that's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I've been uh, wanting to... Go ahead. Start start her with a thunderbolt show that way she's the sympathetic sympathetic character you're like oh my god this poor woman she's having to have to hang out with the likes of like norman osborne and the radioactive man and it's like we hope she like stays pure and survives this mess (laughs) uh and i've been wanting a thunderbolts live action thing forever so i'm i'm all for this um (laughs) at at pineapple robin put luna snow and this is a character i had to go look up i have no idea who this is it, she is a uh, part of the agents of atlas uh new book that has all the asian characters uh, as part of it her name her real name is soul he do you know anything about this character chris oh i i didn't i didn't really get to catch on to her yeah uh, let's see if this says on this page what her powers could be I, no, I don't see a thing where it says oh here we go cryokinesis Luna can produce dark ice for destruction and light ice for healing ooh interesting uh, at Cupid of Crime put Elsa Bloodstone uh, Bloodstone that's the, the the monster hunter right yep so this is his daughter Elsa um I, so it's funny cause I, I, 
I love, you know, Mitch knows this. I, I have a core set of characters. And so when I think about these characters, you know, I'm developing and, and looking at stuff and trying to figure them out. And I kind of, there was a little bit of a, like Elsa Bloodstone got used in Marvel's Damnation. It was a fun crossover event. Um, she was fun in there. She was kind of like teasing, flirting with Scarlet Spider. So I thought that was neat, but I figure with her being a monster hunter, I thought it would be more fun to pair her up with uh, Johnny Blaze. So I, you know, in my world where I have my Ghost Riders garage of heroes where they fix cars and <laughs> monster hunt, I would love to have Elsa be part of that team and kind of see if they're, you know, see what see what relationship develops between her and Johnny. So I, I dig it. <laughs> okay. At Midnight Uzo. Uh, put Squirrel Girl, which we have been close to getting Squirrel Girl in live action uh, a few times now. Um, the comedic actress who does the AT&T commercials? Yeah. She was cast as Squirrel. Yeah. And uh, the live action version got canceled, but she has gone on to do the voice of Squirrel Girl in animated stuff, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe so. At High Brittany Monet put Jessica Drew from the 616, which we've talked about. Uh, at Devon562 uh, put Puck. I mean, there's your Danny DeVito. <laughs> Give us Puck. <laughs> Canadian Danny DeVito. The search is on. <laughs> <laughs> at Film Fatale underscore NYC put Blue Marvel, Celia Reyes, not the not the one that we got in the New Mutants because that was garbage. Ava Aya, White Tiger, or and Agents of Atlas. So, yeah, that's a whole slew of characters that we've not seen yet and would be amazing. Uh, White Tiger is such a cool character too. Um, definitely, like yeah, in, I would love in, to. I was just gonna say, in the design of White Tiger, looks 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 like a the you know a a version of Black Panther's costume, but White Tiger, and I'm all for seeing uh, that version. What were you about to say? Yeah, I was gonna say that that's another great character with uh, family legacy. Because you had the original White Tiger, and then it was passed on to Aya, uh, so that'd be fun to really play in and and see that legacy uh, tradition handout. I'd I'd be up for that. At Hogstand Dan put uh, Honey Badger, which is uh, one of the long legacies of the Wolverine bloodline. Uh, I believe <laughs> she is a. I don't remember what her real name is, but she is a clone of X twenty three. Or is she a clone of Wolverine Straight Two? Oh gosh, that is a tough one. I I want to say I think she's a clone of of X twenty three. That's why she uh, hangs out with Laura. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think I think that's where the tie is. Uh, at CJ writes things Nova movie. Give me a Nova movie where Richard Ryder, the last of the Nova Corps, trains Sam Alexander. See, this is the one that I was talking about earlier. It's Sam Alexander. Uh, great storyline. People want to end the Nova before they even start. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, they, Thanos did that. Thanos went like in the infinity war. He talks about how he already went to, uh, that planet and killed all the Nova Corps. <laughs> well, true. But I mean, you know, it's it's just such a shame that we don't get to see the the majestic of it. So there you go. That's 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 how I'm going to frame it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Richard Ryder survives, or no? So the Nova helmet comes to Earth. Richard Ryder gets it. He gets taken. I forget what the Nova planet is. He meets Glenn Close. You know, and together they build up the uh, Novas, 
And then, yeah, I mean, I'm not against bringing in Sam Alexander. I think he'd be a great character introduced, but I'm looking forward to seeing that giant group shot of Nova's, but like not spaceships. I want them in their like full, you know, kick-ass mode. (laughs) (laughs) At Wicked Steel put, uh, I want to go with the Rasputins, either Colossus or Magic. Now we have Magic in the new Mutants movie and we've had two different Colossuses. We had Colossus in the X-Men movies from the early 2000s and we have a Colossus in the Deadpool movies. So uh, definitely characters we've seen already, but always room for more interpretations of them. Um, yeah. At World of Tigra, I wonder who she's going to pick. Uh, full disclosure, I may, may or may not resent Julia Carpenter for replacing Tigra on the West Coast Avengers, and then it was canceled, and obviously the takeaway there is replace Tigra and get your own book canceled. Uh, I think I might have jumped ahead on that uh, because this all comes from at JM Manure. No, Menuer? M-E-U-N-I-E-R. Sorry for messing up your name. Spider-Woman 2, Jessica Carpenter. He meant Julia Carpenter. Maybe starring Amanda Seyfried. Why, uh, Julie? Cool powers, different from from Spider-Man's abilities. Has kids, tries to toe the government line, but Freedom Force, problematic ex-husband, great Avenger, drama, comedy, and action. And here is a picture of Amanda Seyfried so that you know that she looks like Julia Carpenter. So, uh, that's when you got Tiger, a world Tiger, come in and say, "Blah, just no, just say no to faux Spider Woman." And uh, at Spider Woman Daily uh, agrees, yes, n- no. <laughs> so we got a little bit of controversy going on in there. Uh, at Channel Cam, but you know, honestly, that, that go ahead. I was going to jump it back to though. I think that's where you get the greater uh, win. Avengers West Coast. Yeah. I think that'd be fun to play, uh, you know, bring that over. And maybe, you know, maybe you do get Jeremy Renner to like suit up as Hawkeye. So now he gets more of a spotlight and we get to see that hot headed Clint that we didn't really get too much of. And then you bring in these extra characters. So that, 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 that gets the greater fan appeal. <laughs> uh, at channel Camden said Spider-Man 2099. So another Miguel O'Hara. At Daily yep. St- Daily Tony Stark One Iron Lad One Hundred Percent with the right writers and director, you can make a pretty awesome movie or TV show based on the characters. It's honestly honestly such a shame how underutilized he is in the comics. Well, I mean, unfortunately, Iron Lad went away pretty quick in the Young Avengers. He sacrifices himself and then comes back as uh, we find out that he's King the Conqueror. He sacrifices himself and he comes back as uh, or Vision takes on the Iron Lad suit, so to speak. Yeah. Um, at Lori Hyrup put Jessica Drew and Rachel Gray. Uh, Rachel Gray is a name we hadn't heard yet, so that's going to be pretty interesting. That could be pretty interesting. Um, at Not a Furry 420... <laughs> I feel like Mr. Sinister has been shoved out of the general public spotlight for long enough. Uh, for such a cool villain, I can't believe he wasn't used in the Fox movies. It's a good point. I felt like X-Men, the animated series volume two or not volume two season two. I think they used him very nicely there. And I know when there was the rumor like, Oh, maybe, maybe uh, uh, Brian Cranston, like, 
people lit up for it. So the world does want a Mr. Sinister. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Let's see if we get this. At Diamond Spider P put Black Cat, technically Felicia Hardy was in uh, the animated or the Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I don't count that. So I said that earlier. At Jojo underscore Hobbit does a young Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne Ant-Man and Wasp count. I've always wanted a film Disney Plus series about them and and have them fan casted them perfectly in my honest opinion. Uh, but if they don't count maybe hercules uh marvel delving into the greek pantheon sounds like it could be fun i'd like that i'd really enjoy seeing hank and jan in their new agents of shield days so that could be fun do it as a animated series and and see if uh uh the two actors would come in and voice that'd be fun Mm -hmm. uh at armageddon 26 put reptile which a character from the an Avengers initiative, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the, the, the young lady that was an, an apprentice to Dr. Kurt Connors, the lizard. Yeah. Am I right? Is that the right character? Or am I thinking, am I, is that, no, that's Komodo. I'm thinking reptile is the, is the, the red mutant. dinosaur. Boy. Yeah. The, the, the boy that can turn shapeshift into dinosaurs. Uh, at yeah. Nick, Nick Andreas 13 put dark Hawk. At S or FVS Hardy put Black Cat. At Weisman Eleven put a proper cable. So apparently he did not like Josh Brolin. I could get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> at 3D Belmont put Gambit. So another Gambit. Uh, at Jessica Drew SW put Jessica Drew. At Capes on Capes on the couch. Uh, put aside from Moon Knight, since we're already getting him his him soon, I'll go with North Star. So part of the Alpha Flight, part of the X Men, uh, I can go for a North Star. Uh, Canadian love. <laughs> mm-hmm. At Rob underscore Kroll, uh, Marvel Nova, but not the core girl who was after the Silver Surfer or Firestar. I don't wait. Not the core. Oh. Oh, oh, she t- that's Supernova, right? The one that got the power from Galactus? I'm not too sure, but I know Firestar. I know Firestar would be fun to play up again, uh, another New Warriors character, but yeah, I can't picture who that core, Nova Core girl potentially is. No, he, the 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 person Rob is saying Nova, not the core. The, he's talking about the girl that was uh, a Herald of Galactus after Silver Surfer and Firestar. Oh. All right, now I get it. Yes, yeah, she was one of the, yeah, the, uh, I think. Uh, Johnny, no, Frankie, Frankie Ray, if I remember correctly, was her secret identity? Yes, Frankie Ray, that's right, because I remember her from the Fantastic Four animated series. Yep, exactly, that's what did it, because I remember they were so happy to sing the song Frankie and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, at PAEZ64 put Strike Force Moratori. Do you know who that is? I don't know who the person, like, I know there was the team Strike Force recently that, that did a comic series, but 
Uh, this is looking to be something completely different. So no, this is new to me. Yeah, it's a, some kind of ongoing series. So it must be the Strike Force moratory that you were talking about, and this is at least in the newest iteration. And they want a whole series based off of that series. Which yes, give us all the things. <laughs> At Cinemarians, S or C I M E R I A N S. Uh, X-Men spinoffs, Storm followed by maybe Nightcrawler or Claremont's Cyclops or Claremont's Magneto. Why Why specifically Claremont's Cyclops or or Claremont's uh, Magneto, Chris? You know, well, I mean, Claremont really came in and gave depth to those characters. Um, so that would definitely be the way to go because it's interesting. Like I know recently there's been a lot of articles talking about Oh, Stan Lee, he was the one who decided to make uh, Professor X Magneto be like Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Malcolm X. And it's like, no, that 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 wasn't Stan Lee. That wasn't Stan Lee at all. That, if anything, would probably be more from Chris Claremont. Hmm. And I would agree. I would say, you know, those are those are great. Uh, Claremont's pen really gave depth to both those characters. Um <clears throat> Claremont's Magneto, you know, we we learned that, oh wow, he was a survivor of the Holocaust. Uh, we learned about the tragic loss of Magda and his family, uh, the madness that was inside him, and you know, eventually leading to uh, X Men Two Hundred, where Magneto had to go to trial for his crimes as a as a world terrorist. Uh, Cyclops. We finally started getting the origins there, the backstory with Mister Sinister, uh, his family, Corsair being his father. So, you know, definitely, if you're looking for origins and character growth, yeah, Claremont's the man when it comes to those two. At Rouge Aru 1776, put Carol Danvers and Ms. Marvel. And I don't know if this person just doesn't care for the Ms. the Captain Marvel we already got, or they specifically want a Ms. Marvel uh, timeline, like a a a time when she when Carol Danvers was Ms. Marvel. Uh, you know that wouldn't be too bad. I I know I definitely I'm fond of Carol's earlier adventures myself, uh, but it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. At Benjamin or Ben Jammy four three five five one five zero nine, put Fing Fang Foom. Like I don't know. I mean, definitely not going to get his own series or or movie, but showing up in what is he? He's a Fantastic Four villain, right? Well, he's a he's an old school Marvel Atlas era monster. Uh, oh, he did okay. get to carry over into the 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 marvel age of comics but yeah that's gonna be a tough sell but hey you know it's it's a fun uh character to see pop up every now and then <laughs> at wednesday pool list which or i'm sorry at wednesday pool uh they are the wednesday pool list which sounds like someone of uh our our character that we'd like uh once night thrasher or shoot i'll take all the night new warriors and we talked about that already new warriors seems to be getting a, a pretty big uh push uh at James Sexton 007, Marvel has some great teams since Alpha Flight and G- GLA, Great Lakes Avengers, uh, were mentioned. I'll add the Rangers. As for solo heroes, I'd love Brother Voodoo or Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew. So do you know the Rangers? It looks like Red Wolf and Firebird are definitely part of those characters. I believe that name was used Damn, again. Yeah. Sorry. 
But yeah, you're you're going towards the uh, the Texas Rangers when they did the Avengers Initiative. Uh, you know, I'm okay with that. Not everything has to happen back east, so this could be fun to get a little bit, you know, of some desert landscape. So not too bad. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting sell with the character list there because no one's gonna care much about them. Like your only two are probably Firebrand and Red Wolf, and then maybe Night Ranger. But he's kind of yeah, that's gonna be a tough sell. But hey, you know. In the era of all the things, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, this is a, the picture that was included was Red Wolf, Firebird, Texas Twister, uh, Shooting Star, and Knight Rider, uh, which I believe, like, didn't we use Knight Rider or at least the Phantom Rider as a legacy for um, Secret Warriors uh, with Nick Fury? Wasn't Yeah, he got played there. Yeah. And now, now, don't we already like include the Knight Rider, Phantom Rider as part of the Ghost Rider uh, family? Yeah, because when he was first created, he was the Ghost Rider. And then once the Johnny Blaze version came, it was kind of like, yeah, that's the cooler one. Let's give him the name. <laughs> <laughs> At Artman44. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, I said, yeah, but he's definitely part of the, the, the Rider family now, you know? Mm-hmm. At ArtMim44, put Ultraverse and CrossGen. I don't know much about the CrossGen people, and I know a little bit more about the Ultraverse, and we've talked about the Ultraverse a few times in in our uh, podcasting, so that's interesting. And, hey, Nightman is included in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At NIC Spotlight, the Masters of Evil. I would have loved to see the original Avengers team battle a group of supervillains on the big screen. We kind of got something similar uh, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'd rather have seen them fight the Avengers. Uh, Anybody specifically from the Masters of Evil you'd love to see on the big screen? So I, to me, I always like to think of the Masters of Evil as like, you know, there's the Injustice League. So that should be your, your primo anti-villains and all that fun are your, your anti-hero versions. Um, I know your classic version had Baron Zemo. So I think he's a great character to keep on there. Uh, you had Enchantress and the Enforcer. Um, and I think they were the original three. And then after, or no, Radioactive Man was part of the two. Um, uh, but personally, I would like to see the Masters of Evil that turns into the Thunderbolt. So, you know, I would I'd frame it as a Thunderbolt show. But in reality, it is a Masters of Evil. Let's see. At Sentient Veggie put Moon Knight. Um, they've been teasing it since 2006. So I, we're getting it. We're getting it. It's coming. Don't just just hold on. Uh, Art Mim 44 has more. They he would he would like clandestine, which is an Alan Davis uh, creation, as well as Alan Davis's Excalibur. Uh, Chris, Ooh, those are some picks. Tell inform me on who Alan Davis is and what is clandestine. So Alan Davis is a British uh, artist who also has become a writer. Uh, he was very big in teaming up with Chris Claremont, and they launched Excalibur. So basically, uh, think of it as your British X-Men. Uh, it had some long stays. Captain Britain, Megan, Kitty Pride, uh, Rachel uh, Summers Phoenix, and Nightcrawler. And then, of course, other people would jump into the teams. Uh, Lockheed was there as well. Uh, Clandestine, I'm not too familiar with them. I know that is his own personal creation of characters. Um like even in the provided image that that, that uh, 
at Artmen44 provided. I'm not too sure who some of those characters are. Uh, I definitely recognize the art, and I know they got featured in, like, I want to say 2016 during a crossover set of annuals. So, of course, while I do want uh, Alan Davis to get some love and, and money from Marvel, I think the better sell is Excalibur, and then maybe have Clandestine pop in for an episode or two as a backdoor pilot. Maybe that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, that clandestine picture. I don't recognize anybody in there. Maybe the one character is wearing some Shi'ar-like uh, equipment. Like, it's definitely a Shi'ar-looking outfit. So that's about all I got for that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. At Sinjun45, Nina Price or Vampire by Night and be a series that more explores the horror side of Marvel with her uncle Werewolf by Night showing up, Jennifer Kale and Elsa Bloodstone training her. Satana and Lilith show also showing up as close friends with Mephesto and Blackheart as main villains. Uh, I did not know there was a Vampire by Night and that she is related to Werewolf by Night. So that is <laughs> interesting. I, uh, yeah, give us more of the I horror. The what was that? I said that in that case, I'm looking forward to the Invisible Person by Night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. The, all the the, mar- the Universal Monsters can show up. <laughs> uh, so... We got that. Let's see. Uh, at Stephen E. Shend, E. Shend wants Hercules. Uh, at Alt Button or at the underscore Alt underscore Button. Uh, just want my boy Dark Hawk, Dark Hawk back. Uh, think he'd work well for a Villain of the Week styled show. Okay. At Joe G. Kushner. Hey, this is a big year for. Go ahead. Um, well, going back to Darkhawk for a second, there is going to be a lot of love this year for Darkhawk. He is getting a uh, anniversary issue. Like I think the character's turning 30 or 35, something like that. So uh, it's interesting to see. His name's popped up a lot on, on people wanting to see more with him. So there you go, Marvel. We, we've done some free research for you. <laughs> <laughs> At JG, uh, Joe G. Kushner, uh, Sons of the Tiger, followed by the White Tiger. Uh, this is not the first time we've heard Sons of the Tiger show up, so there seems to be a want. There you go. At Make Mine Amalgam. I like that name. Uh, <laughs> at Sean McKeever and at the Mike Norton's Gravity, a live action show on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, give us Gravity with the, all the teen angst. Like I remember picking up that book when I think it was he was a new character. I'm not sure or not, but I enjoyed his that that book. I didn't keep with the character though, so that's my bad. But uh, you have any interest in Gravity? Uh, he was a cool looking hero. I remember the costume very well and the symbol especially. Um, but. I didn't read them. So, I mean, I, I would check it out because it looks lighthearted and fun. So that's always great when it comes to superheroics. At Penno 1979, Captain Britain, or if any other comic, Dan Dare. Do you know what Dan Dare is? So definitely. Uh, I've got a couple ideas. I, I know they did Captain Britain and the Daredevils out of Britain, out of Marvel Britain. Um, so I, I want to say it's definitely British comics, but I'm not too sure if that's the right one or not. And as you're looking, I do see Dan Dare uh, very much. Yeah. The British sci-fi uh, pilot. So yeah, you know, there's the, those comics are near and dear to a whole 
uh, continent worth of people, why not? You know, definitely start with the expansion of Marvel Britain. Start bringing it to the screen. At Danzer69, put Alpha Flight with a bunch of exclamation marks. At Canadian market as well. (laughs) (laughs) At Hav Gonzo Tweets, put out there the Great Lake Avengers. Um, How would you feel about Great Lake Avengers? Like, it has to be a comedic show, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely played that way. Uh, What was interesting, though, because um, I recently read their first appearance, they actually genuinely care about being heroes. Uh, it's just people don't give them the chance. So that could be fun to do where it's like, yeah, it looks like it's comedy, but at the end of it, these heroes are like, we kind of wish people gave us a little bit more respect. <laughs> <laughs> the Rodney Dangerfields of the Avengers. <laughs> uh, all right, folks, we're, we're still we're still going. We're still in the home stretch. It's It's a long episode, but... We want everybody to make sure they're being heard. Um, at I-V-I-R, no, I-V-R-I-O-N-E, uh, put Tigra or Angela. Both would be easy to, to slot into current universe as their respective larger affiliations, Avengers and Asgard, Guardians of the Galaxy, are always pr- already present. Normally, I'm a big X fan, but most of the characters have shown up in one form or another already. Tigra. This is not the first Tigra that we've heard. So that's that's an interesting character, especially since we just saw Cheetah in the Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, there you go. And then Angela, uh, who I was created for Spawn comics, if I'm not correct, if I'm not wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. She originally appeared over in Spawn, uh, created by Neil Gaiman. There was some creator rights issues. Uh, long story short, Neil Gaiman managed to get the character back and, you know, that would just kind of really stick it to Todd McFarlane. If you saw her pop up, <laughs> uh, she was introduced what's interesting though. She was introduced in the Marvel comics as the long lost sister of Thor. Uh, so that'd be wild to see because in the movies, they decided to play that as Hela. So I'd be curious to see if they did. Uh, I think uh, I rewind if I'm saying that if I, if I'm picking it up correctly, um, I think, you know, that'd be interesting to, to approach, but I'd probably say play it more to the Guardians of the Galaxy and, and have her be another, you know, alien race that could be played in. Yeah, have her show up in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's It would tie in all the things, so that would work. At Otherverse G, since our, somebody already said Power Pack and Alpha Flight, how about the Exiles, a group of likable like, weirdos from different ultimate, alternate dimensions Realities traveling through the multiverse, fixing temporal crisis, and having impossible adventures. Uh, yeah, give me, give me the was it Blink and uh, Sam Guthrie, a different version Morph. of Sam Guthrie. I think that was Mimic, actually. Oh, really? That's Mimic. Just okay. made a more heroic look. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't be too bad. Like, definitely, I could say probably like season two or three of What If should definitely feature a couple of episodes with them. That way they come together and bounce around the multiverse of Marvel. At Bodhis, Bodhi Sav, Bodhi Sattva underscore H. Sorry, Bodhi. Uh, Submariner. Like we said, Namer's coming, so uh, we, we can expect that. At Solaris Knight Power Pack. And they went on 
Go Go Power Pack, but I think they'll make them the foster siblings to make them diverse. Just keep the redhead a redhead. If so, I'll still watch and hope they're done well, but I wouldn't mind if the Power Siblings uh, looks like the Power Siblings. Uh, the Power Pack is an interesting book to me. It's an interesting family. Uh, there always seems to be more kids being added to that family, and they're younger and, uh, you know, it's all, I think the most I ever read of the power pack is when Julie power became part of the runaways. Is that right? No. Something. Yeah. Kinda, I, I, I haven't followed the, like, I don't know what it was just four of them. And then like you said, it's like 19 and counting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was a part of the runaways because she was part of the loners. That's right. Um, okay. That, that team in the East coast or West coast. Oh, okay. At Alpha Talking, once the Alpha Flight. <laughs> uh, at, let me see. This is at Two Cheesecakes and at Two Retort, both want Rom the Space Knight. Uh, I know nothing about Rom the Space Knight. Uh, so, what can you tell me about that? I don't know much. All I know is that character is going to be tough because of, I think somebody else outside of Marvel owns the rights. So uh, you're better off probably going to the third party publisher and hoping they bring you Rom the space. (laughs) At Ducky Dangerous wants Gambit. At Kaiser underscore Ken uh, want, it has to be a character that hasn't been in the movie at all. An X-Men movie with Mr. Sinister as the lead villain. Yes, we got a little bit of Sinister in, I want to say, X-Men Apocalypse at the end when you see the uh, Essence. Is that, wasn't that, isn't that? uh, Essex, yeah. Essex, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, Essex uh, name on there. So there's that. Um, At Fabian Pineapple, once Omega Red. Could you imagine Omega Red being on the big screen? Live action. Be, uh, there's got a lot of be a lot of CGI on that one. <laughs> <laughs> At DT2 Comics Chat, the Shi'ar Impi- Imperial Guard, uh, and definitely the biggest one out of that would have to be the Guardian or no, the Gladiator. Sorry. Yeah, um, that again. That one I'd probably say give us that. Um, Star Jammer show. Let them be the outlaws, and then have the uh, Star Jammers be, or not the have the Imperial Guard be the the group that has to chase them down and you know twiddle their mustaches and be like, "Damn you, Star Jammers!" <laughs> uh, at the Darth Vander Lant and at the Camper Dave, both want Sleepwalker. Like I've only <laughs> read one book with Sleepwalker in it. Uh, and I'm all for it. Give, it's an interesting character. It's definitely something that's that's different. So uh, I, I'm 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 in. There you go. <laughs> At Mars Sanj Mars Sanj 47. I'm I'm guessing because it's it's Martin Sanchez. Uh, has it has, hasn't been in one yet? Okay, White Tiger. More specifically, Angela Del Toro. And if they need help with it, um, I'll be glad to offer my assistance. We'll just use the seven season long pitch I did a while ago as a basis and make changes where necessary. Seven long season, seven seasons long. Okay, uh, you got it down, and I am all for that. There you go. Yeah, no, uh, 
white tiger is a good character and there's like i said earlier with the legacy you could definitely play with that there's at mosaic comics also once cindy moon uh so silk uh at curious curmudgeon with cues uh the entire alpha flight team so once again with alpha flight all also yep. captain britain also <laughs> red wolf <laughs> and at michael hyde also once sleepwalker and at at E I L F movies once gambit since we haven't gotten one yet. I think, I think we might've gotten all of them. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Twitter is tough to navigate through. So I applaud you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now that that's everybody that we talk to as it, we still need to do our own team or our own thing. Uh, I'm going to second, uh alpha flight that was my big one that's the one that i want to see i was going to say thunderbolts but um we've seen thunderbolts or we haven't seen thunderbolts but we could see thunderbolts we have a lot of the players there now so that's why i was very much into the to alpha flight uh maybe you know they're kind of gun shy about doing uh x-men right away so why not give us the Canadian X-Men Avengers? And I went with the original team of Guardian slash Vindicator James Hudson. Uh, North Star, also known as John Paul Bovary. Aurora, John uh, Jean, Jean Marie Bovary. Uh, Sasquatch, Walter Lingowski. Shaman, Michael Tuyungman. And Snowbird, Naria. Nara. Narya. <laughs> and I went as far as to cast them. Now, uh, a lot of people might not know these names. There's not a lot of big names in here. However, Trevante Rhodes, uh, I cast as James Hudson. He was in Moonlight and Bird Box. Those are the two biggest movies to him. For the longest time, I wanted him to play John Stewart of the Green Lantern Corps. I still think he would make a great John Stewart, but... They are not talking about having him play Jon Stewart, so have him play James Hudson, uh, essentially Captain Canada, but they already have a Captain Canada, so uh, Canada's version of Captain America. John Paul Bobery, North Star, uh, Francois Arnaud, if you watch The the Borges or Midnight Texas, he was the main star of that. Aurora would be played by Jessica Pear. Um, I had her because of something that she was in and I loved and I can't quite remember what it was at the what what it is at the moment so let me look it up oh she was in hot tub time machine wicker park mad men which you were a fan of mad men right oh yeah I loved mad men uh let me see who she played in mad I never watched it but I feel like her, whatever she played in mad men would definitely have her be good for being Aurora, who's like uber sexy and stuff. She played Megan Calvert Draper for 43. So I'm guessing Draper's wife. Yes. Yeah. His second wife. Wow. Good pick. Cause actually I think she, she was either French Canadian in the show or she might be French Canadian in real life. She is French Canadian in real life. So that's one of the reasons why I picked there her. There you go. <laughs> nice. Uh, 
Sasquatch Walter Langowski. Uh, I picked Vink- Vikram Sahay. So definitely a, a, a venture away from the comic book character version of him. Instead of being a uh, blonde white guy, it, he is a uh, man of Indian descent. Um, and you might remember him as one of the guys from uh, Chuck, if you watch Chuck. But I think that that character needs to be as comedic as it needs to as as the rest of it being adventure so this guy being as funny as he is and um being as small as he is makes it for being uh be turning into sasquatch that much better uh you're gonna you're essentially making the canadian hank mccoy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes essentially Uh, Shaman Michael Two Youngman, uh, Michael Gray Eyes. He most recently was on episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, and he did an amazing job on that. So uh, I I am all for him playing Shaman. And since Shaman's in it, you have Snowbird, which is a huge character in the Alpha Flight. Uh, have it played by Samantha Wynn. Um, Samantha Wynn. I changed up the character's origin uh, to being of being the half goddess or demigod because she is the daughter of the Northern lights. God or the God goddess of Northern lights. Um, and, and of Asian descent. So, uh, Samantha Wynn, uh, was in something that I watched recently or talked about recently. Sorry. Oh, she is been in, uh, wonder woman, wonder woman and justice league. She played, you you Bia, I'm guessing one of the Amazons. Uh, she's been oh. Katana in the Mortal Kombat Legacy series on H- on um, uh, YouTube. Uh, she was also in Man of Steel. She was the stunt double for for one of the one of the Kryptonians, I believe. And she also played Carvex in Man of Steel. That is my. I didn't I didn't do a puck because I feel like everybody just wants peter dinklage to be puck and i think that's unfortunate that he's already been in the mcu as somebody that's true he was trask bull of our bull of our trask so well he was yeah. in yeah that's right he's in the x-men movies and he's also in the infinity war he's oh the, that's right War. yeah yeah so the, the wolf smith or something like that yeah all right so that was my addition to the mcu what's your addition to the mcu okay so now Mine may or may not be a cheat, but I'm going to satisfy my own entertainment because that's the best thing I can do. So I looked at it and I I thought about it with my core group of characters and Wonder Man is my top pick Uh, just because he's as a solo character. He doesn't do so well. Uh, He does way better as a team character. So with this being purely fun, I decided, you know what, let's do it. So I'm going to green light Wonder Man. Um, now we might get lucky because, and again, this is a stretch. This is why I love, uh, websites when they, when they play with their, uh, their, their bits and nuggets. So, uh, comicbook.com was like, oh, you know, the WandaVision showrunner Jack Schaefer, uh, might be addressing a possible Wonder Man appearance. And it comes down to the fact that the playlist asked, um, you know, will Wonder Man, uh, be part of, you know, well, what's up with the, uh, uh, the Wonder Man background image, uh, because if you watch the behind the scenes when they're talking with Schaefer, 
in her writer's room, there's a big picture of Wonder Man. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was just standing in our writer's room, uh, which is covered floor to ceiling and all sorts of art and inspiration. It's a pretty exciting room. And yeah, and that's all she said. So (laughs) now everybody's running articles. So it's like, maybe we will. We probably won't. Uh, I mean, if James Gunn tried and it didn't happen, it's going to be rough. But in my pick, I would love to say, okay, let's take, let's take those seeds because the excitement's there. So let's build on that hype. Um, I would stick with the casting of Nathan Fillion. Uh, He was originally going to play Simon Williams, who is the secret identity of Wonder Man. Uh, He originally started off as an engineer. Uh, Bad business led him to becoming a supervillain because he got powers from the Masters of Evil. And he was recruited to join the Avengers, infiltrate them, and destroy them from within. At the last moment, he had a change of heart, which led to him dying, uh, but saving the Avengers. Uh, His brain waves were then, his brain patterns were then taken and given to the Vision by by way of Ultron. And so that's how he kind of ties into that wacky family. And that's why he is being mentioned a lot for this show. Uh, He's had on again, off again relationships with Wanda herself. Uh, So he is kind of a homewrecker. Uh, And then at the same time, he's also the brother, quote unquote, brother, as best as you can be with a synthesoid of the vision. So I figured this would be fun because you could still bring um, the actor and actress over from WandaVision to come play over there. uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. Um, the the main thing I would love to do are are some of the villains that I could also incorporate. So I would love to bring um, Wonder Man's brother, the Grim Reaper, which we've seen some uh, Easter eggs. And I think it was episode two at the animated intro. You mm-hmm. see his helmet. Uh, so anyway, so I would have him come over. And I think just again, in the pure enjoyment of it, I would love to have Alan Tudyk play Wonder Man, Nathan Fillion's brother, because those two just have great chemistry together. They've worked with each other on several projects. So I think that would be fun to cast them as brothers. Um, and this, I think, would be fun for Alan Tudyk as well, for him to flex some of his more dramatic acting instead of just always his comedy. So that could be fun as well. Um, and then all throughout Marvel in the comics and the shows, a lot of people are feeling like, uh, Mephisto will happen. So I want that to happen in my show. I want Mephisto to be screwing around with everything. And, um, for some reason, I just, I've got this gut feeling guess that Owen Wilson, um, is going to be in the upcoming Loki show. Who will he be? Well, if you're going to have somebody going toe to toe with Loki, it makes sense that it should be Mephisto. So I think Owen Wilson will be playing Mephisto. Um, so I would love to have that reveal happen in my show. <laughs> um, and so I would, I would start it off. The uh, first arc would definitely be something like, you know, all in the family. Um, and we bring Wanda over and we see her, you know, maybe, maybe with vision being dead due to the uh, infinity war, maybe she falls for uh, Simon Williams And then we find out that all these people have been manipulated because of Owen Wilson's uh, Mephisto. So, you know, wow, that gets to play (laughs) out that way. And uh, I think that'd be fun. There's a lot of character death there. Um, You know, just a lot to play with. Uh, They're definitely, they're characters that go beyond the science fiction of superheroics with their uh, many deaths and resurrections. So I think that could be fun to play with that. And um, there's a great wonder man story. I forget what it's called, but 
it was a four issue arc that started, I think it was issue 21. Uh, no, 22. So issue 22 of the, the short lived wonder man series. And it culminated issue 25 that kind of reveals wonder man's origins and some of the personal demons that he carries with his own shortcomings and his fantastic family of the Marvel universe. So that's, that would be what I'd bring to the big screen if, or even smaller screen if I could. You know, I, I love, <laughs> I love that Simon Williams, uh, vision and Victor Mancha essentially all have the same, like kind of origin in the fact that they were supposed to join the Avengers and then eventually turn on them. Uh, which is also interesting because they're all kind of related, uh, being as how Victor Mancha and Vision are all both created by Ultron and uh, uh, Wonder Man, you know, his brain patterns were used to create Vision. So uh, it's all it's all very, very much tied into each other. I like that. Yeah, I think it, it plays well. And and I think I didn't I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought up Victor Mancha. So that just proves Ultron's an idiot. <laughs> uh, it's like, hey, there was this guy who became bad, infiltrated the Avengers and then betrayed the villains at the end. So let me use him as my brainwave for the character I'm going to try to have and do the exact same thing. It's like, <laughs> no, come on, Ultron, you're supposed to be smarter than that. <laughs> and not only did he do it once, he did it again with Victor Mancha. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, there it is. Our very, very long episode. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. We hope you, you liked listening to all these different Marvel properties that could possibly show up in the MCU at some time soon. If you have anything you'd like to talk to me about, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris, where can people find you online? Uh, you can definitely find me on Twitter as well. I am stuff I should say, should being spelled S H U D. Uh, check out my writings on both geekleetmedia.com and aiptcomics.com. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Uh, if you want to get more bonus material, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Geek Media. You can get only exclusive things that are only exclusive to our patrons there. Uh, whatever podcatcher you use to listen to this, rate and review us so that you can help spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.